Welcome to another episode of Mirpur Taste Fudge. This is a small bites, and today we're talking about Hibarito. So if you don't know, a Hibarito is a Puerto Rican sandwich, and I say Puerto Rican very lightly, because in air quotes, and we'll explain <laughs> later. <laughs> but it basically consists of thinly sliced steak or sometimes other meats like lechon or chicken, lettuce, tomato, garlic and mayo, and cheese on flattened fried green plantains. It was kind of sort of invented by Juan Figueroa at Boriquin Restaurant in Chicago's Humboldt Park neighborhood in 1996, so right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it pretty much makes this one of America's youngest iconic sandwiches. <laughs> no, I'm honestly surprised it's not older. I just like assumed it was like an ancient tradition. <laughs> 100%. Well, I mean, like... We'll get into it a little bit. Like there are obviously other variations, always and and origins and stuff like that. But like I don't know, I still thought even within Chicago that it had a yes. longer history than the '90s. You know, you're older than it, and I'm surprised. Like I'm surprised. Legitimately, I- that's disturbing. <laughs> yes. yes. Also, I was thinking about like what I had as a vegetarian one recently, and I'm pretty sure it was just like everything but the meat, which was like oh. which sounds kind of sad. But honestly, it was still really, really good. And I just yeah. looked up like a normal vegetarian version or like other vegetarian versions. And like some people use like tofu or like other things. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little more mm-hmm. exciting. But still, like I was honestly surprised how much I enjoyed it, even without the meat. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I definitely saw that a few of the restaurants I was looking at had vegetarian options. And I was definitely curious like what they're using instead. So not surprised that they would just like omit it. And I mean, that still sounds great. All those things are mm-hmm. delicious, but I feel oh, like yeah. you need a little something else to like make it special, you know? Yeah, agreed. So, hibarito is the diminutive word for hibaro, which is one of those words that's either an insult or a term of endearment, depending on who's saying it to whom. So, tricky one, very tricky. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it denotes someone from the rural mountainous region of Puerto Rico, which I also had no idea that's what that meant. Yeah, I had no idea. It was funny because, like, I don't know. It, it kind of also like loosely translates to like kind of like a hillbilly, you know, it's like yeah. you're a poor rural, you know, mountainous folk. Bumpkin. <laughs> um, yeah, bumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> interesting. But the more you know. The Midwest is, of course, home to many Puerto Ricans and is actually second the second largest Puerto Rican population off of the island. And it has been pretty much since the mid-20th century when hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans started to migrate to the mainland. The majority made their way to New York, but many uh, also continued on to Chicago. So eventually settling in the city's Humboldt Park neighborhood, which they have the most lit Puerto Rican fest. It's out of control. (laughs) Good Lord. There are people on top of cars, popping out of cars, waving flags, you know, dance, twerking on top of cars. Like it is pandemonium and it's just like constant honking all day long and constantly people driving up and down and all around Humboldt Park. And I mean, that's part of like being in the neighborhood and it's and awesome. And like Puerto Rican Fest, I feel like we went to once or twice when we lived in over there and it was Mm -hmm. super fun. Lots of great food options, obviously. So. Oh my God. Yeah. And it like literally starts honestly like a month before because they'll be on like every corner and like multiple little like pop-up stands that are selling every type of iteration of the flag. Like 
a bathing suit. Yeah, there, a dress. There's a, no mistaking <laughs> or denying that it is Puerto Rican <laughs> yeah, at all. Absolutely. Yeah, no hiding it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the sandwich. So the exact origin of the sandwich recipe is definitely a bit murky, as it always is with these lovely food origins. But a 2003 article by the Chicago Tribune traced Figueroa's inspiration for the he burrito to a sandwich, sandwich de platano, which basically f- uses like flattened plantains instead of bread. So there, there was a beginning. <laughs> According to the Tribune article, Figueroa read, read about the sandwich in the Puerto Rican newspaper El Vocero. And specifically, there was an article that pointed to a restaurant on the island, which was called Platano Loco. And it was founded by Jorge Munoz in the Puerto Rican town of Aguara. So the restaurant claimed to have invented the sandwich de platano in 1991. But I also still am amazed. Like, this is not old. Still not old. Yeah, still the 90s. <laughs> yes. This is not like a crazy, you know, time, tale as old as time kind of food here. This is new conception. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I would have thought, I feel like, Pound them down into bread. Why would you not do this sooner? Why would you, you not? Know? Oh my know. god! Like plantains, sweet or savory, are mm-hmm. my lifeblood. So, uh, so slap good. it on anything, and I will devour it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this restaurant owner in, on the island said that her father-in-law came up with the idea one late one night when the family was craving sandwiches, but of course had no bread. Thinking on the fly, he went into the backyard, grabbed some plantains, and fashioned two long tostones to use as bread. He later called it the sandwich de platano, and he began making the sandwich for friends and family, and eventually the family bought a small storage shed where they opened Platano Loco. See, that's all it takes to open a restaurant. Hello! (laughs) I couldn't do it. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) The plantain sandwich gained in popularity, Soto says, with local and international media interviewing the family, which she says the family believes is how Figueroa learned about the recipe. And so the the key component, obviously, to the sandwich are the green plantains. So tostones Mm -hmm. are like very similar to fried plantains that are used in a hiburrito, but technically tostones are like crisp flattened fried slices of unripe plantains that are fried, then smashed, then fried again. Whereas a hiburrito is actually like two half plantains sliced lengthwise, and then they're double fried. So they're not really like this, like smashed fried smashed again kind of concept. Um, Tostones are super common in Puerto Rican cuisine and honestly all over Latin America. I've had them in many countries and they are my favorite. I love tostones so much. Um, Mm -hmm. In Venezuela, in fact, they're called patacones and they are the basis for popular street foods, uh, usually a sandwich called patacon marachuco. And these plantain Mm. sandwiches are served sometimes open face and sometimes between two patacones. Uh, with meat, lettuce, tomato, and a pink sauce. So definitely very oh. similar to like the Hiburrito. So that's probably like their very first origins and, you know, not something that's like easily traced. I kind of forgot about the pink sauce that just like made me have some flashbacks to Arepa Jorge. <laughs> oh my God, so totally. Good. I love that place so much. If you are in Humboldt, definitely mm-hmm. 
hate that place. It is amazing. Some woman was like trying to tell me about it. And I was like, oh, I used to live right over there. I know exactly which place you're talking about. And their empanadas are amazing. I was like, you can stop talking right there. I already know. <laughs> 100. Yeah. Their portion so sizes are crazy. And like uh, an arepa is also an amazing food that we should probably mm-hmm. do an episode on if we haven't already. And yes, those are equally delicious and amazing too. So, while the concept of a fried plantain sandwich does not have its origins in Chicago, the practice of calling the sandwich a hibarito does. <laughs> the restaurant Boriquin that started it all in Chicago sadly isn't around anymore, but it did introduce the hibarito to the masses and really did give that business a new lease on life for a few decades. So, kudos. Uh there were for a while multiple locations. There was one on California, another on Western, and even one on Belmont. But uh, the original business was shut down, and there are still some restaurants that bear the Boricuan name. Uh, there's Boricuan Lounge on Western and El Nuevo Boricuan on California in Humboldt. So I was gonna say, a- I feel like I've seen it, but, but there's yeah, so many things that <laughs> there's so many things that have that name when you go down. Uh, oh my god yeah that's North <laughs> avenue or division that's like <laughs> of course there's something called that it's literally like the boricuan quarter i don't know yeah. 100 <laughs> so however i this is like really making me want one it's been a while since i know I doing all this research i was like okay so when am i getting uh, it <laughs> yeah add it to the list <laughs> so these days a lot of chicago foodies generally agree that the place to get a hibarito is papa's cachet sabroso on division which i've never I don't know if I never knew and never knew that was like the place to go, but literally like multiple articles were like, this is the spot. So they must have the best one. I don't know. If it's on division Avenue, like I've already, I trust it. I believe it. Yeah, Yeah. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is also a Hibarita as well, um, which hasn't really like permeated the food culture quite the same as the way the Hibarito has. Not, I mean, I kind of see why. Because basically the main difference is a hibarito would have the crispy fried green plantain, whereas the hibarita uses sweet, ripe fried plantains, which are like the sweet ones, um, as the bread for the sandwich instead. So I feel like it's a little too mushy with the sweet plantains. And I'm like, I it's not gonna be the same texture. Like you need the sturdiness yeah. of the tostone type, like green plantains. And I just don't know if I'm in for like the sweetness. I don't know. No, I'm totally down for that. There's like no question that I'm like sign me the fuck up. I like that. But you are <laughs> right, maybe that the texture is not gonna be sturdy enough. Yeah. But who does I, I just mean, want I eat- the best of both worlds? Like give me <laughs> the regular hibarito with like platanos maduras like on the side yeah like Mm. i just yeah like why can't it be also on top of yeah in addition to you know okay all right that's fair i'm gonna have to try it though now i didn't even know that was a thing either so now add to the list yeah (laughs) that should be the vegetarian version just plate you know put that in instead of the meat sounds great that could be good i feel like you still need something kind of like salty tangy like i don't know i still need something And a little fun fact, tostones are made from like the green unripe plantain, whereas maduros are the ripe yellow blackened plantains. And the darker the skin, the sweeter the plantain. So I never knew that. I know. And I like kind of knew that like, Mm -hmm. you know, the green plantains were just like unripe ones and like the sweet ones were the ripened ones. But 
I just never like fully really conceptualized it and was never really sure, you know, <laughs> like totally. are these in fact two different things? But yeah, same thing, just different ripeness and the darker the skin, sweeter the plantain. Yeah, I feel like our grocery store was out of Maduros at, at, at the time we were trying to make something more like that. And we bought one that was like way more towards like the green side. I mean, it wasn't like green, green, but it was like, it was pretty hard. It wasn't sweet. Yeah. It was just like, okay, yeah. we need to make tostones. We can't really go with, with the plantain. <laughs> you got to pivot vibe. here. Yeah, you got to pivot. Exactly. I was like, this is a different I mean, both beast. are good though. So it's never a letdown. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. Just got to change your mindset. <laughs> yeah. So while the Hibarito hasn't seen its popularity explode in national prominence the same way some sandwiches like katsu or cheesesteaks per se, it has begun popping up throughout the country, particularly in areas with large Puerto Rican populations. So these days you can so you can score a great Hibarito from New York to LA to Florida. They've even started showing up in Puerto Rico itself. And it's kind of like that reverse food migration. Like, it's so weird that, you know, this is something so steeped in like Puerto Rican tradition, yet it's like totally Midwestern at the same time and <laughs> not really Puerto Rican at all. It's <laughs> amazing. But love that. Yeah. So Angel Figueroa says the family is proud of its contribution to Puerto Rican culture in Chicago. In fact, he says he has the name Hebrido trademarks with the state of Illinois, but the family actually hasn't gone after other eateries that have them on the menu. So how kind of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, eventually, he'd like to see the family's food become available all over the country. He just wants it to spread. Yeah. And he said the people in Puerto Rico started the plantain sandwich, but it wasn't called the Hebrido. We took an idea and perfected that idea. <laughs> I, I kind of love that. Like, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Food evolves. Yeah. Mm, delicious. Okay. Got a little closer. I don't know if I had how that burrito. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. And that's how you smash it to stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>